Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Man with Two Faces. So, again, it's just me and Vaughn, but the really important thing here about this episode is that it's the last chapter of book one. Yes. This is, I mean, we've made it all the way through book one, and I'm so excited to get to book two, even though it's my least favorite book. It's terrible. Uh, it's, okay, it's not terrible. The storyline's good, and it, like, leads to so many things, but it's my least favorite. It's Vaughn's least favorite, too, right? Yeah. But... I'm still super excited to get to book two because then, you know, after book two, we get to book three, which is one of the best. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just, before we start, I want to quickly talk a little bit about blood status because I think in another episode, Vaughn said yes. that like two half bloods creates a pure blood. That's, Since they that's, are of that's, natural blood. that's not true. I just really? want to clear that up for everyone. Wow. I think Vaughn's a little. <laughs> It's hard. It, I mean, yeah. So it's kind of like, so pretty much how it works for those of you who don't know is to, you cannot be pure blood if one of your, to be pure blood, every single person in your bloodline has to be pure. Magical. No what muggles. If, what if, what if there's a half blood, if marry a half blood and a half blood marry each other and then have a kid? They create a half blood because how this, uh-huh. how that would work is so. If the half blood and the half blood marry each other, the kid would be two fourths magical and two fourths muggle, and that's oh, how that would work. Just say a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that works. Um, just to clear everything up, because I know that we said that in a different episode. What would happen if a pure blood married a uh, a half blood? Three quarters. Then it would be a three quarters magical. And if pure blood married a muggle, then that'd be half blood. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's. Our, our blood status um, answer, and I'm, we're going to talk about that way more when we get to more of, like, getting into, like, the black family tree, you know, getting to talk about all of the pure blood families, so we'll talk about more about that. Um, so, we're going to start with, it was Quirrell. Quirrell was the one Surprise, there. surprise. I know, who, th- who would have thought? Do you remember the first time you read the book, or, like, were you surprised, or do you not remember? I don't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, I have no idea what I was thinking. Because I remember when I first read the first book, um, I don't think I was, like, in, like, I didn't really like it as much until, like, I do now because I've read all of the books. And, you know, I don't think I was a big fantasy person when I was younger, but now I like, you know, all of them, of course. We do a podcast on Harry Potter, so of course I like it, but, yeah, so I don't even remember what I was thinking. Um... Quirrell said that he had wondered if he would meet Harry there. How did he know? Was it just like like Harry snoops around a lot? Maybe, yeah, I guess maybe so. Oh, he's like so righteous and stuff. Oh yeah, and maybe Voldemort t- t- told Quirrell. And yes, we can do spoilers for Book One in this in this part because you guys have probably read the whole chapter, um, the Harry- whole book. Well, yeah, the whole book. <laughs> Harry book. said that he thought Snape was the one, and Quirrell told him that it had that it would seem that way, and that no one would perf- no one would suspect poor stuttering Quirrell. And Harry says, "But Snape tried to kill me." And then Quirrell said, "Told Harry that he was the one who had tried to kill Harry, but Hermione knocked him over, which distracted him. Snape was performing the counter curse to stop him." If Dumbledore had been there, do you think he would have performed the counter curse? 
Yes or no? <laughs> yes. He'd probably perform the cover curse, yes. Yeah, I mean, I because do you have to know who's performing the curse to be able to? I don't think so. The, okay. Um. So, do you think Harry would have been able to hold on if Snape hadn't been there, or do you think it's one of those charms where like you just can't fix it? Um, Harry wouldn't have been able to hold on. Probably, mm-hmm. he'd probably just get flung off, and he would probably die. Yeah, probably. Or maybe someone could have stopped him, like with um, you know, in number three, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, but that was where... Dumbledore. That's true. So it could have, and they would have to have their wand in their hand. Maybe Madame Hooch could have saved him. I don't know. Maybe Gilderoy could have. I wonder. <laughs> um. So um, Snape was trying to save me. Um, Quirrell explained that that was why Snape had wanted to referee their next Quidditch match, but that had been a waste of time anyway, because Quirrell would have, wouldn't have tried in front of Dumbledore. Plus, he would be killing Harry tonight anyway, so that kind of, (laughs) it's kind of a waste of time. Um, Quirrell snapped his fingers and ropes appeared and restrained Harry. How does that work? Like, that's not a spell or anything. I actually, I think, yeah, exactly, I was actually thinking of that. Maybe it's because he can do wandless magic and you don't have to say anything either because that's also something i know, that you, I know you learned that you don't have to say anything but normally you have to use wands even dumbledore uses a wand even voldemort uses a wand i mean i mean you don't have to talk either but quirrell to me i actually bring it up later um in one of my notes but like he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would be so advanced that they don't even have to use a wand i think you have to use a wand no, no, no. We talked about it in one of our analysis. Like, if you're super advanced, you don't even have to use a wand. You can just think it in your mind and, yeah, wandless magic wand. Dumbledore can do it. Never heard. Okay. Well, you've read all the books, but we forget sometimes. Um, So he also told, yeah, okay, actually, that might also just kind of be, like, something from book one that she just hadn't completely thought through. Because, you know... Most of the spells yeah. are just words. They're not really, like, in, you know, like, they don't have a, a sort of speech that you have to say. Um, he also told Harry that he was too nosy to live with the way that he went looking for the troll on Halloween after Quirrell had worked to get it in. He had a specialty with trolls. Obviously. Not, not really something to be proud of, Quirrell. I mean. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, he, he, you can tell he has a specialty with trolls. But why? Why did he pick trolls? Like, you know how when you take the sorting quiz and it's like, what are you most looking forward to studying? And it's like centaurs, people, vampires, whatever. And then it says trolls. And it's like, who would pick trolls? Sorry. Oh, sorry if you pick trolls, but <laughs> okay. kind of a weird one. But, like, you can tell. Why would he use a single troll to guard for his guarding, for his guard? Probably because he knew it would be something easy for him to get past. Because he knew he would be the one. Um, So then he said for Harry to wait because he had to examine the mirror. This was when Harry noticed um, that Quirrell was standing in front of the mirror of Erisette. He said that the key to finding the stone was the mirror. How does he know that? Did Dumbledore tell him? Uh, or does he just ex- suspect? He, I think he suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry knew that he had to slow Quirrell down by asking questions so that Dumbledore might get back in time because... Remember that Hermione sent him an owl, so the owl would tell him. Um, 
Harry said that he had seen Quirrell and Snape in the woods, and Quirrell said yes, Snape had been onto him at that time, and he was trying to intimidate him. That was impossible, though, because Voldemort was on his side. And you know you actually say it, Voldemort? The T is supposed to be silent. I know. But everyone in the movie says Voldemort. We say Voldemort. There's a T, so. Um, she should have, like, put it in the book that it was silent. Like, I know, but, like, that's kind of random. Or, like, maybe, like, maybe Haggard would have said Voldemort. And then, and then, and, like, when he was telling Harry who he was, and Harry would have been, like, Voldemort? And he's, like, no, the T is silent, Harry. It's Voldemort. Um, Quirrell turned back and stared into the mirror, and he saw that he was presenting the stone to his master, but still didn't know where it was. Um, it's kind of crazy that, like, what he wants most is to present the Sorcerer's Stone to his master, or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you live. He's trying to get, like, a high-ranking position in the new, uh, in the new, uh, Dark, Dark Order. I know, but, like, if you think about it, it doesn't really, like, he could totally have something else that's his greatest desire, but he just tells Voldemort that's not, like, the case, so... Um, Harry continued to ask Quirrell questions, but likes, like, my, okay. Harry continued to ask Quirrell questions like, but Snape always seemed to hate me so much. <laughs> okay, and, uh, but I heard you a few days ago sobbing. Quirrell explained to Harry that sometimes it was hard to follow his master's orders and that Voldemort was with him wherever he goes. And I didn't answer Snape always seemed to hate me. I don't remember what he said in the book. I didn't write that down but um let's just do a little spoiler it's because he didn't like james right let me tell you later in the book okay let me tell you why yeah i mean not in this book though right yes in this book uh dumbledore said that uh, that snape didn't like james because he uh he he bullied him no he saved his life and he couldn't bear owing a favor to him I, I mean, I, okay, that comes full circle in book three. Yeah, uh, what? That, like, in in, uh, book three when he, um, meets Sirius and all of that happens. So, I love that that she just thought all of that through. Um, um, you you learn all about, like, the James Snape situation in book seven. Which becomes, I mean, I'm still mad about that situation. And I think we've explained it in a, um, in one of our analysis. yeah. But James is a jerk. I mean, he was. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a pro Snape person. I think Snape was a good guy. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people say no, Snape was not, not a nice person. I say yes. So, let's continue. Um, uh, Harry realized that what he wanted most in the world was to find the stone so that Quirrell wouldn't. So he needed to look in the mirror, and it would tell him where it was. He tried to move to the left, but the ropes were so tight, so he tripped and fell forward. Then Quirrell said, help me, master. And the voice said, use the boy. Use the boy. Um, Quirrell undid Harry's binds and brought him to the mirror. Harry decided in his mind that he had to lie about what he saw in the mirror. Wait, just imagine Harry pulls out his wand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't know that spell yet. I know. So, well, he puts it up to him, and he says, "Obliv, obliv, obliv- Oh my gosh, that would be. It erases memory completely. But it erases Voldemort's memory because Voldemort's I on guess. the back of his head. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. Um, 
When he looked in the mirror, he saw himself finding the stone in his pocket. At the same time that he saw this, he felt something heavy drop into his pockets. Wow. Okay. Um, do you think after this happened, he would have started seeing his family again? Like, after- Probably. Like, after- Okay. Okay, so, I just- So, I found- So- Okay. Okay. Me and- Me- um, me and my siblings, Vaughn and Sophie, we've always watched this, um, YouTube channel called Studio C. It's very, and so it's, they, they are really funny and they have a lot of, like, Harry Potter sketches that they do. They're funny. And they just, they're like jokes on, like, how it should have happened or, like, just how it really should have happened. So they're funny and it's BYU TV, so it's, so it's completely clean for all kids and adults. But, um, so I wanted... So, they have this video about the Mirror of Erised, and it's actually just a video, um, it's, like, what they, the trio really saw in the mirror, and Hermione's in it, even though she's not in the book, but go check it out, it's hilarious, and, like, it'll- And then they have, like, one where Snape and Voldemort are just chatting. Yeah, they're they're funny. Just, um, go click the link, and then you can watch all of the, um, Harry Potter Studio CV videos, and I actually- one more- Oh no! I have another. I have another link coming up I know, that but, I'm going to talk about for another video yeah, that they so, do. There's another. There's one more video. It's about how Voldemort looks the way he is. I know. We'll talk He's, about like, preparing for. Prom. No, we'll talk about that when we get to. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So it's funny. Just go check it out, and then we'll, we're going to talk about another video coming up in a little bit. So Quirrell asked Harry what he saw, and he lied and said that he had seen himself shaking hands with Dumbledore. Harry thought about making a break for it when he heard the voice say, He lies! And that he would talk, and that the voice would talk to Harry face to face. Why would he reveal himself? Why, why, would, why didn't Harry, like, punch Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, Voldemort actually hadn't revealed himself, nobody know that he was back. Would know that he was back, right? Yeah. Because all for all Harry knows who's actually there, Quirrell's the one doing the yeah. talking like he's just talking to himself and he's like attached to his head don't you think he could like you know in his brain speak to him because he has that's his, interesting he's using Quirrell's brain so and if the they're bo- using the same brain don't you think they could hear each other's thoughts that's true okay then yeah that's a good theory um uh Quirrell unwrapped his turban and turned around on the back of his head there was a chalk white face with red eyes and slits for nostrils like a snake so if you looked up how Voldemort loses his nose it says that it's most likely because of how deep he delved into dark magic it kind of like I don't know like messed him up yeah or maybe or maybe uh, someone took an axe and chopped it off. Yes, yeah, so that know. could have happened also. So here is the other video. So pretty much what it is, it's, it's how Voldemort became what he looks like from Tom Riddle. And it's it's a joke, but it's hilarious. So go watch it. Bellatrix, it's like how also Bellatrix becomes what she looks like with her hair that like looks like she was electrocuted. So go watch it. We'll put both of the links to the videos in the description. So... I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. We're, we're gonna watch it after this. Yes, because they're both really funny, and we used to watch it a lot. So that's what this made me think of those videos. So go, go watch it. So uh, the voice spoke and said, "Harry Potter, see what I have become." He told Harry that unicorn blood had strengthened him these past weeks, and that once he has the elixir of life, he will be able to have a body of his own. Then he asked Harry to give him the stone from his pocket. 
Spoiler. So let me just say, so uh, Voldemort knew that the pocket that the stone was in his pocket because he was able to go into Harry's thoughts because he's a legilimens. A what? What's a legilimens? Fun, you know, Queenie was a legilimens. That's how. Remember in book five when he's having dreams where he's pretty much in Voldemort's brain. Um, yeah. Or or Nagini's brain, who is Voldemort, because he yeah. Um, um, he's a legilimens. That's why Harry can see that, and he can read Harry's thoughts. So, okay. but we'll give it to that in book five. Vaughn has clearly not read book five in a long time. Queenie's a legilimens. Okay, too. So, um, uh, Queenie is from Fantastic Beasts. If you're wondering, yeah. So we'll you know we're definitely gonna talk about those movies when we get through all books um yeah yeah. but the movies are confusing so they can be confusing that's why i'm gonna probably buy the screenplay so that i can like read it which i feel like will just be a more easier form for me to understand um than the movies but the movies are still really good um uh voldemort said that harry had better join him or he'll meet the same end as his parents who died begging for mercy harry screamed liar and voldemort explained that his father died putting up a courageous fight but his mother needn't have died because she died protecting harry that's actually true because harry would have survived anyway so lily could be alive right now yep because she wasted her i mean like no like she could not have known but anyway she didn't have to die (laughs) like well it was her death that saved him really that's true oh yeah because because she gave him the protective charm yeah okay okay then i forgot about that so and you have to give voldy some credit for calling james courageous (laughs) i mean um voldemort told harry to give him the stone so that his mother wouldn't have died in vain never so, wouldn't she have died in vain if Harry did give the stone to Voldy? Yes. Uh, I mean, she would have because she died protecting Harry. Yeah. And to keep Voldemort from coming into power, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Harry started to run towards the flaming door, but Quirrell caught his wrist. Wait, but I think they mean that she would have died in vain because they would just kill him if they, if they didn't give him the stone. Oh, that's true, but she's protect, he's protected anyway. Yeah. Um, but Quirrell caught his wrist. Quirrell let go and hunched over in pain. His fingers were now red and blistered. Voldemort yelled at Quirrell to seize him. Quirrell ran and pinned Harry down with his knees. He stared at his hands, which were burned, red, raw, and shiny. Um... Uh, Quirrell raised his hand to perform a deadly... Why is he using his hand? There's no wand in his hand. He's just, like, pointing. Like, my finger is my wand. Um, (laughs) Avada Kedavra! But Harry stopped him by reaching up and grabbing his face. Can Quirrell do wandless magic? And do you think that Quirrell seems advanced enough to be able to do that? I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm going to bring it up again. He's probably not that advanced i mean but... he's the defense against the dark arts teacher but it he does is. not seem because it's only super advanced wizards like dumbledore and voldemort and probably grindelwald yeah. so yeah um quirrell rolled off of harry with his face burning harry jumped up and held on to quirrell as tightly as he could he felt quirrell's arms wrenched from his grasp and he fell into darkness what if he like touched touched his arm and like kept squeezing until it came off 
Like it burned. Like it burned off. It burned. It like melted that part of his arm and turned it to ash. So gross. Um, uh, Harry opened his eyes and saw a smiling Albus Dumbledore who had said, "Good afternoon, Harry." (laughs) Harry remembered and told Dumbledore, "Quirrell has the stone." Dumbledore calmly told Harry that Quirrell does not have the stone and that he needs to calm down before Dumbledore before he gets thrown out of the infirmary by Madame Pomfrey, and that is Dumbledore. Dumbledore gets thrown out. Or could, potentially. Um, Harry turned and looked at the table piled high with goodies. Um, Dumbledore told them that told him that what had happened between him and Quirrell was a secret, so the whole school knew about it, and Fred and George had been responsible for trying to send him a toilet seat. Which, is it only in the movies or is it also in the books where molly's like don't come sending you're playing with toilet seats and then they're like that's a good idea mother don't know i'm trying to remember if that happens in the book too i should know this but i don't so i know what happens in the movie so do you think ron wrote his parents and jenny was like mom can we send harry something please probably because Ginny, she's like obsessed with harry but she's so... i think it's more because he's famous to be honest at least now yeah or maybe she has like a poster of harry potter in her room she's just like yeah she's a poster of him of him in her room that would be so weird She's, like, oh my gosh or like them. in her dormitory and it's like hidden from everyone else but like it's under her pillow and in, or and in and in her room she has like she's like a harry potter broomsticks shrines, shrines. <laughs> harry potter shrines yeah. and broomsticks and and like harry potter merchandise she worships him <laughs> um Harry continued to ask about the stone, so Dumbledore told him that Quirrell was not able to take the stone before Dumbledore got there, although Harry had been doing fine on his own. Harry asked if he had gotten Hermione's owl, and Dumbledore said yes, they cro- they had crossed in midair. Has anyone taught Dumbledore this new fancy way of travel called apparition? I mean... I think he knows. He knows. I know, but why Why didn't he do it? Uh, spoiler, I- apparition. It's not a big spoiler, tiny very tiny uh it's this basically thing where you teleport yeah but like i know but i know he knows it but why didn't he use it he's just like he knew this was gonna happen i'm telling you right now he knew it kind of like we can saps your energy if you listen if you read like all the theories about dumbledore knowing this and i mean apparating twice that's gonna sap some of your energy i know but like he knew he knew this was all gonna happen he was like i need to give harry some time so he rode there on a broomstick probably i'm i'm more i'm 99 percent sure he knew this whole thing was gonna happen um dumbledore said that he had just arrived in time to see save harry and he destroyed the stone he also told harry that nicholas flamel and his wife had enough elixir in store to set their affairs in order but then they would die harry tried to ask about voldemort but couldn't decide whether to call him you know who or voldemort Dumbledore said for him to always use the name because fear of a name increases increases fear of the thing itself. Harry asked if he would find another way to come back, and Dumbledore said that he might be looking for someone else to share his body with at the moment, and he may never regain his power. Harry told Dumbledore that he had a few questions, and Albus said that he would answer them. Why would he want to kill me in the first place? Here you go, Vaughn. Dumbledore said that he couldn't answer that question. He asked why, uh, Harry asked why Quirrell couldn't touch him, and Dumbledore said that the love of his mother used to save him 
caused per coral pure agony to touch him. Yeah. So it's kind of like magic. Yeah. So I mean, okay, it is magic, but... Harry asked who gave him the cloak and said that it was him because his father left it in his possession. Harry asked why Snape hated his father because Quirrell said that and Dumbledore said that his father saved Snape and that he couldn't bear owing him a favor. Harry asked Dumbledore how he got the stone out of the mirror and Dumbledore said that only someone who wanted the stone but wouldn't use it could get it. Hermione and Ron came in, and Harry filled them in on what happened. Harry came in and told Harry, uh, Harry, Harry came in and told Harry, <laughs> uh, um, Hagrid told, uh, came in and told Harry that it was all his fault because he told him how to get past Fluffy and that he could have died. It was Hagrid's fault that Harry is now the most awesome person in school. Yes. So, yes. So, through his tears, Hagrid handed him a book filled with photos of family members. Here, uh, that night, Harry entered the Great Hall uh, for the end-of-the-year feast, which is decorated all Slytherin. Oh, goodness, I can't stand this part. Because he won the House Cup. Gryffindor got fourth. Uh, Hufflepuff got Okay, third. of course, Hufflepuff's Ravenclaw in last got place. Second, and Slytherin got first. Dumbledore awarded Ron 50 points for the chess game, Hermione 50 for, for the potions, Harry 60 for courage and, you know, being Harry, and 10 to Neville for standing up to his friends. Uh, Dumbledore clapped his hands, and the Slytherin banners changed to Gryffindor because they had now okay, more points. Okay, this part actually kills me because it was already decorated for Slytherin, and that's and just like, sad. That's just they mean were already to the Slytherins. The, they were already given the opportunity to celebrate. But this, like, oh, spoiler, doesn't this happen in book two? I don't remember. Two? I I'm it just, happens in a few books. I think it does. Here, you know what? I th- I there, think. Uh, you, you remember that meme? How to find Albus Dumbledore oh, yeah. in a crowd? And it's like Slytherin won the House Cup. A hundred points to Gryffindor. Yeah. Um. You know, I think they should have done it like Dumbledore gives him the gives them all the points, like when he's by himself, and then all of a sudden Slytherin celebrating, and like there's no decorations up, and they come and look at the hourglasses, and they're like just to admire that they won, and they're like, how is Gryffindor ahead of us? And then they go into the Great Hall, and it's all decorated for Gryffindor. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have embarrassed Slytherin like that. Like with. Yeah, because they're not all evil. When they got back to their test and exam scores, they found out that they had passed, and they were hoping that Goyle didn't didn't pass so because they because he was mean, but he passed. Just Goyle or all of them? All of them. They were only hoping Goyle because he was stupid. Oh. Uh, they were they were escorted by Hagrid to the train station, which they rode back to Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now let's do our last movie give segment for this book, and we're gonna, yeah, do our movie give. So, at around 2 hours and 20 minutes during the end of the film, as the train starts leaving Hogwarts, I'm sorry, a plane just went over our house, I don't know if you can hear that, but, okay, as the train starts leaving Hogwarts, you can see that Hagrid is a little bit taller than the train, and the next camera shot Haggard is shorter than the train. So, uh, also, I want to point out, during this scene, you can actually... This is the only scene that Hermione wears buck teeth in. Everything else, it was too hard for her to talk with buck teeth. Like, this is... I think this is the first scene they ever filmed. In his battle with Voldemort, Harry had several scratches on his face, including a large one on his chin. When Dumbledore visits him, they've all disappeared, but later, the chin one is back out bigger. Is back, but bigger. 
In the closing credits for Grip Hook, Vern Troyer's first name is misspelled as Vern. This was not no, correct. No, Vern, Vern is, uh, it's basically Vern with an E, but they put <laughs> Vern without an E. Yeah, okay. So this was not corrected for the home video releases, but probably for the, um, like, crime video, stuff like that. In a big difference over the book, in the last fight scene, Harry Potter actually kills Professor Quirrell. He turns Quirrell to stone, which then falls and crumbles to dust. This would mean that Harry, an eleven-year-old, uh, an eleven-year-old, uh, okay, okay, an so eleven-year-old, eleven-year-old, uh, an eleven-year, you put eleven years old, an eleven, oh, I didn't an eleven. Put, I didn't write these. Oh, I mean, like, I just, oh, an yeah. eleven-year-old just killed an adult. He seems to be rather unaffected by it in the following scenes. It would also mean that Harry should be able to see. Destrals, at least upon his return to second year. At I guess people like who haven't read all the books and just well, watched they don't the ride movies. the thrustrolls. They don't ride the thrustrolls, and they don't. They're just kind of there. Uh, yeah, I think you're in year five. What in year five when they write it? They write yeah. Them okay. Five. Okay, but, but listen, he just committed murder. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he's not affected by it at all. At oh, least in I the movies. At least in the movies. Um. Okay, so let's take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk about our analysis part of the episode. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back from the short break, and now we're going to talk about Magical our... Magical items. Analysis. Yeah, yeah so I said this was journal. coming, and now it's, it's here. So now we're just going to be talking about pretty much every magical items in this book, and hopefully we didn't leave any out. So we're going to start with our Hogsmeade journal. Uh... A new game, Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells, is coming. The game has opened pre-registration and launched a new teaser trailer. So, players are tasked with creating an avatar, casting spells, and solving various puzzles. From the looks of it, this looks pretty much like a Harry Potter version of Candy Crush, which they... Is, pre- it, is it on... Is it like an iPod? Is yeah, it on yeah an iPod? it's like a, oh, an electronic like a game. Because I have no. like a Harry Potter board game. Yeah. Um, you can visit Google Play or the Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells website to learn how to register. Oh, that's that, that's boring. I hate the games like that. It's just so boring. Okay, um, honestly, most Harry Potter games to me kind of suck. I'm not going to lie. Like, some people might like them, but you know what I want? I want a, a video game. Like, similar to... Okay, I don't know anything. Well, all the new Harry Potter games, they basically copied other games. This new one, it copied Candy Crush, and Wizards the Wizards Unite. Unite, they copied Pokemon Go. Yeah. So, I think what they need is a role-play game on a, like, a, a PlayStation so that you can play it really big on your TV. I know. They had a, a oh, yeah, like a, they like used a, to have, like they, a Red, like the Red Dead Redemption of Harry Potter. Yeah. So, like, it needs to be, you create your own character. I know they've had stuff like this before, but this needs to be, like, you create your own character you can play with other people, you do school, you get to do whatever you want, you can go on quests, you get detentions, you get points for your house, like, yes, that would be yeah. so cool. It doesn't even have to be online, it can just be, like, a story game, kind of. That would just be so much more yeah, fun than these, yeah, like... but they've, they have Harry Potter games, but it's, like, you know, you're Harry Potter and you're in yeah. your year. Yeah. Because I think you've played it. I played year two, but I I don't know where it is now. I think it was on like PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to talk about our little magical items analysis. 
And to start us off, we're going to be talking about the 12 uses of dragon's blood and everything we know about it. So we don't know that much about the 12 uses of dragon's blood. Not that much has been revealed, and I'm most likely for some purpose it's going to be revealed in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, and also the spoilers. Sorry, I didn't say that before, but there will be spoilers. Um, in 1999, J.K. Rowling revealed that the 12th use is an oven cleaner. In Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt mentions that dragon's blood has highly magical properties. Which I feel like he should have revealed what the uses are. Maybe they're in the films, but nobody has captured them yet. Maybe they're like hidden posters on the walls. (laughs) Like a list. One, um, to kill people. Two, um... Uh, oven cleaner random stuff to uh the the 12 uses of dragon's blood is one of dumbledore's most important achievements and is mentioned on his chocolate frog card this is why we need the life and lies of dumbledore because then it would tell us well that was written by rita skeeter i know so it's entirely reliable it could be hold on this thing could be like a, a a order of phoenix sized book it could say the life and lies of dumbledore by rita skeeter by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. On the inside, it'll but say by J.K. Rowling. But just so you know, uh, the Life and Lies of Dumbledore, it's basically when... Big spoiler! We already said spoiler, so you don't have to do that. Um, Dumbledore dies, so Rita Skeeter writes a book uh, about his life and his lies. Which, I mean, it's probably somewhat reliable. Well, it's Rita Skeeter. Because she's kind of learned not to lie at this point. On a further note, this is unrelated it's related to order of phoenix which i brought up but i saw this thing and it was like it was like don't hit someone with order of the phoenix maybe hit them with something smaller like a fridge <laughs> oh, and i saw that and it, it made me laugh um which is true it's a big book um one of the other uses is a spot remover which was revealed in an interview with steve cloves who adapted the books into movies he's like I guess the screenwriter? I don't know what exactly does it mean, what a spot title remover. Is. Kind of like Gooby Gone. Like you can um if there's like a spot maybe on your couch or something. Oh. Or okay, not like Gooby Gone. Yeah, I but, guess, it, but, but if it's dragon's blood, wouldn't them like stain it with the blood your couch? No. Well if it's a spot remover, clearly it's not it's not staining it. Um Yeah. I wonder if he was allowed to reveal that or he just did it. Like um so that's all we currently know about the 12 uses of dragon's blood, but we hope to learn more in the upcoming Fantastic Beasts movies. And so this actually kind of fascinates me because it seems similar to, like, horcruxes because we still haven't learned how to make a horcrux. And so we still haven't learned the other 12, the other 10 uses yeah. of 12 uh, dragon's blood. So I'm hoping that it has something to do because I people's theory about why we're not learning about how to make a horcrux is because people might try to make one because it probably involves it involves killing someone yeah so they don't want people to try to make one so i hope that 12 uses of dragon blood had to do some has to do oh, this with is this is completely that. unrelated but there was like this one school that decided to ban harry potter from their libraries because they thought their students would start uh practicing witchcraft and oh it's like catholic schools yeah um yeah, I don't know that much about how they do it because I'm not Catholic, but 
I know that that's happened, yeah. That's completely unrelated. Weird. We bring up lots of stuff in our analysis parts of the episode. Well, well so, <laughs> now let's talk about the Mirror of Erised. And so I just want to point out that I just realized this the other day when I was scrolling through Pinterest. That Erised is desire backwards. Okay, Daisy, I know that if you read, like, the inscription on it, it read something backward if you read it back i put it on here what is oh you did okay it. yeah okay. but we'll get to that so i didn't know it was desire backwards that i mean i wouldn't if i were writing if i were jk rowling i would never have thought something like that i would just call it the mirror the mirror of desire like i was just i don't know um the mirror of air said is one of the magical items that seems as if it was created more for fun than for actual use um, uh, Professor Dumbledore was the person who made the mirror said a place where things can be stored in the final test for the impure of heart. The mirror's inscription, Erised Stra Eru Oit Ub Kafru Oit On Wasi, must be read backwards. It becomes the phrase, I show not your face, but your heart's desire. JK, so these are um, from the article on Wizarding World, and these are JK Rowling's thoughts. Albus Dumbledore's word of ca- words of caution to Harry when discussing the mirror of Erised expressed my own views. The advice to hold on to your dreams is all well and good, but there comes a point when holding on to your dreams because unhelpful and unhel- even unhealthy. Dumbledore knows that life can pass you by while you are clinging to- on to a wish that can never be or ought never to be fulfilled. Harry's deepest yearning is for something impossible, the return of his parents. Desperately sad though it is that he had been deprived of his family, Dumbledore knows that to sit gazing on a vision of what he can never have will only damage Harry. The mirror is bewitching and tantalizing, but it does not necessarily bring happiness. And that is very, very smart. Dumbledore is a smart man. You're <laughs> <laughs> like padded on that. He is a smart man, and J.K. Rowling is smart. Okay. Um, so, Neville... Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Remember All, and I got all of this info from Harry Potter Wiki. So, Neville received a Remember All from his gran during his first year at Hogwarts. A Remember All is a magical item that says that is a large marble-sized glass ball that contains smoke that turns red when the user has forgotten something. The theory is that in the movie, when Neville has forgotten something in the Great Hall, it is actually his robes, which I don't feel like that would supposed to. I don't. Maybe that was intended. I don't know. But the theory. Oh yeah, I already read that. Neville's ne- remember all is pretty much the reason that he earned himself a spot on the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Here. Oh gosh, Whoa. I just hit myself with the mic. Um. No, no, no that Harry earned himself. Sorry, oh. I totally mistyped that. Yeah. Um. Now let's talk about the wizard chess set. Yay. Um, you go. Wizard chess is like leg- regular chess, but the pieces move by themselves with your directions and with your direction and can talk. So I was looking up wizard chess set and I found this article and it's a new chess set and it's like $350, but you can play against the board and the pieces are magnetic. So you say where you want them to go and they'll go there. Really? Yeah. And like, you can play with people around the world that, like, you're not even actually, like, in the same room with. You can play against the board, like, as an AI. You can wow. play with, with your siblings, other? but you don't actually have to touch the piece. I mean, that's just amazing. And it's on Amazon. So, look it up. 
Um, so I have a wizard chess board, but it's not magnetic. <laughs> no, it's not. So it's basically like the one from the movies. Mm-hmm. The pawns are, you know, things. Uh, the knights is a horse with a knight with a person on it. Mm-hmm. The rook is a guy in a tower brandishing You a can sword. see the one in the mirror. The bishop at, is, you know, a bishop. You can see it in the window at Zonko's. Um, like and the that's queen, what it looks the like. The queen chops off the knight's head. Yeah, that's it. That's what it looks like. So you can look that up on also on Amazon. Unicorn's blood. Wait, no, I didn't. I didn't read another. Oh, you can form a personal connection with your board, which you can see when Ron and Harry play because Harry plays with Seamus' set and they don't trust him at all, and Ron plays with his set and they okay. just listen to him. Um, so unicorn's blood. If you drink unicorn's blood, it can keep you alive, even even if you are inches away from death there's a terrible price and your life will become cursed the moment it passes your lips how does it curse you i think it's just because like that's the mark of being a really terrible person like for example voldemort wants to live so badly that he made horcruxes he tried to steal the elixir of life he drank unicorn's blood i mean he's just trying to preserve his life for so long I think that it just has to do with, like, you're a really bad person if you drink unicorn's blood, that yeah, it's going to curse you. Uh, unicorn's blood is silver in color. Quirrell became so weak when sharing his body with Voldemort that he had to re- resort to drinking unicorn's blood to keep himself alive. Okay, the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you live or what book you're reading. Um, the Sorcerer's or Philosopher's Stone was a legendary alchemical uh, substance with magical properties, which we touch on this a lot in our Nicholas Flamel analysis, so if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Uh... That uh, this could it's a, it, was, it was a ruby red stone that could be used to create the elixir of life, which makes the drinker immortal and transforms any metal into pure gold. The only known stone was created by Nicholas Flamel, which I find hard to believe that he was the only one that's ever made it, but that's the only known one. During the 1991 to 1992 school year, Voldemort made attempts to steal the stone, but Harry Potter was able to stop him. In Paris in 1927, Flamel kept the Sorcerer's Stone on a shelf, which you can see while he is having a meeting with uh, Jacob Kowalski. Crimes of Gandalf. The reason they changed the book to Sorcerer's Stone in America, just so that this is like info, was because American children didn't know the legends of the Philosopher's Stone like people in the UK do, and because they wanted to enhance the magical aspect of the book by calling it Sorcerer. Wait, oh, it was, a, it was a, apparently supposed to be it was, like, in legends. Like yeah, in because, like, UK, right? we know bigger legends, like, Greek gods and, like, Greek myths and Roman myths, but yeah. they, they're not going to talk about something like this, you know? Um, they don't, they just don't talk about, I mean, yeah, okay, for the, so those that's of you. It. Do we, did we bring I up believe. our shout-out to the countries that are listening to oh, us? Oh, yeah, so, so um, big shout-out. I wanted to talk about, so, yeah. on Anchor, which obviously we use because we talk about it in our breaks, um, is you can see where people are from, what countries they're from. Yeah, we can see, uh, we, it's, we don't, they don't, they don't show your names or anything. It's just country, it just shows you the country. It just shows your country and possibly states. Possibly states, but, like, it's not giving us your address or anything, just to be clear. Um, (laughs) um, so... Big shout out to those of you who are listening from like Canada and Ireland and Spain is another big one. And everything. 
all of you guys it's so it's so cool to know that we have listeners from completely different countries than america and you know you're learning a little bit about i guess the sorcerer's stone version of the philosopher's stone so um that's really cool so big shout out to all of you guys so Um, yeah that's it for book one yes i know this has been an amazing book and Stay tuned for next week's episode because we're going to be talking about a book versus movie comparison, what we liked best about this book, what we liked least about this book, are this book's favorite character, this book's least favorite character. We're going to be talking about a lot next episode, so make sure you listen to that when that comes out. So, um, we will see you next episode. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for more Potter-based content.